Hi guys, this is Beata and welcome to Solo Leveling. So today, we are going to be watching Vinland Saga Season 2, Episode 5, The Path of Blood. Such an edgy name. Um, I'm ready to get into this. I really am looking forward to seeing Thorfinn and... Oh my god, I forgot his name. Thorfinn and the other guys, Friendship Bloom, and also learning more maybe about Snake, and perhaps seeing some Askeladd parallels, if there are any there. Um, so yeah, we're going to get started. I am watching this on Netflix, so I am going to start in 3, 2, 1, now. Intro. Apparently, Wood Studio had some money problems, which is why they were um, bought out by MAPPA, which makes sense. But which is unusual, because you would expect a studio that works on Attack on Titan, a pretty popular anime franchise, to be um, decently off. But, you know... Okay, this is the mysterious man we saw last episode. Uh, oh, this is Kanoon. Oh my god. Because Kanoon was always teased for sort of being, um, you know, as pretty as a girl, like a pretty boy. So seeing him all grown up, wow. Ah, uh, yes. Here we go. Yeah, and if you notice in the opening, Canute, um, he's wearing this blue outfit that turns into red with the blood that soaks from the crown that he inherits. And here he is wearing that blue outfit. This was one of the best moments of Villain Saga Season 1. Hands down, the finale was amazing. 
I'm the king of England. Bow down to me. What are you gonna do about it? That um, made him, Atzgalad, I mean, much less of a beast than he was during that scene because he did not he struck he struck down the king and then he just started killing everybody that um came after him and it was much more brutal than um that recollection of Canute's portrayed There's Thorkel by his side. The good thing about Thorkel is that he is rash, but he's got he's not an idiot, you know, <laughs> at least not entirely. So I I do think that he could definitely be helpful besides that physical prowess for Canute. Um, he's the one who realized why Askeladd killed the king and was killing people in season one's finale, so... Hmm. Oh, doggy! God. That's like one thing I feel like I didn't realize when I was younger, when I was watching all these stories about war and stuff, is that, um, you know, I think Game of Thrones said it, where it's like, oh, in the game of winning the throne or of the Iron Throne, it's the middle class, it's the peasantry that suffer the most, the common people. I...
doesn't matter if you forbid it, you know, what are you going to do to actually enforce it? And it's like, this is tradition, right, at this point, like collecting, quote-unquote, like, victory of war, um, and then all of a sudden, if you as a king start deciding, oh, hey, this tradition that benefits you is suddenly not okay anymore, then people are going to start resenting you and then hating you and maybe trying to coo you um, or overthrow you. Oh, this guy. Absolutely not trustworthy. Canute should not trust him. He's not someone whose loyalty has been won over. He's he's kind of shady, you know. Um, He was trying to kill Thor's in the first couple of episodes of season one, but trying to pretend that he wasn't. He's the one that hired Askeladd, just a very unworthy person that I would not <laughs> trust and uh, turn my back against. Yeah, Thorkel. <laughs> Thorkel is just such a nice change of pace from the seriousness of the show. Um, still a badass as other characters are, but just very much the comedic humor. <laughs> Wait, didn't I guess that this mysterious man was Thorkel in the last episode? Because I was like, any blonde person who appears of this age to me is Thorkel. Hmm. Oh well. <laughs> Edmund Dice. <laughs> Oh ho ho, ho ho ho. I wonder, because, you know, this is based on a series of real historical events, I wonder what Thorkell was actually like and whether um, this is similar to his real-life counterpart. Hmm. 
There we go. Episode title, Path of Blood. The problem is, I think Ascalot lost his way eventually. So it's up to Canute to be better than Ascalot. To be more merciful, to be more politically savvy. Um, especially because he's king, which Ascalot was not. If you're gonna behead everyone who, like, insults you and who... Yeah, exactly, he has a point. Like, it's a valuable warning. You need people that, even if you're king, they will let you know if you fucked up. And if you are, you know, making mistakes. You don't want to surround yourself with flatterers and sycophants that will just say, yeah, like, you're so great to everything you do, because then how will you recognize danger if it actually comes? What is, what is, what is going on here? Oh, yeah, money, gold, okay. Hmm. Lord Canute. Okay. But if he's offering this to you, then that means he really wants you to pull out. And I feel like in that case, you should just keep pushing, right? Because strategically, that means you've, you've basically won. Um, and if you basically won, they will give this to you or you could just take this from them. In any case, like it doesn't really matter. Uh, I feel so bad saying that, but I'm just I'm just trying to think like from um, their level of like, uh, would you take the money or not if you were Canute? I mean, in comparison to what he would get if once he finishes conquering you, though, I, I don't know. Brett Walder. wonder what that means. Yeah, that's, that's another problem, is that he represents the king. 
Uh-huh. And if you let them get away with this, then it's saying, you can pay me off with this amount of money. God, this is why monarchies are so fucking stupid to me. Like, not just, oh my god, not just this idea of inherent a power that's passed on to through a whole lineage, despite whether these people are fit to rule at all, but also that idea of like drawing boundaries and you know, oh, you should answer to me because I'm the rightful king, like yada yada yada. When I'm like, listen, even let's say God exists, why would he fucking care? Why would any god fucking care about what humans are doing and about of all things ascribing territory and power to this human versus this human um i i say this as an agnostic and as somebody who uh-huh somebody who's like uh oh, god might exist might not who knows but I think that if you're going by the principles of what the Bible says, then it would be ridiculous. But then again, it's like these kinds of struggles for politics and for power are not really about, um, you know, what God wants and about religious uh, morality, though they may hide under that. I mean, Ethelred seems like a coward, so if you can draw him out to battle, or if you can find his hiding spot, you could potentially end this, but the problem with killing rulers, right, is that you could make them martyrs and just incite the other side to fight more as well, so it really does depend. Pokey's square head is just so funny to me for some reason. Kaka, kaka. Oops, sorry I cracked my head pretty wildly. What is this? This this <laughs> reminds me of um what's, what's that movie with Nicolas Cage where he's in the bear suit? This reminds me of that movie. It's like a Jenga of wood pieces of logs. Um and nothing good can come out of that.
Okay, it's just a fire beacon. Okay, and here we're reaching some of the ethical dilemmas of what it's going to mean to be a ruler. Canute, um, who is just a very soft boy in season one, now burning a village down, or at least making his enemy think that he's burned. Um, his people down. You buy yourself peace, but the problem is who's going to win this war? Like, that's really hard for middlemen to do because you're basically making a gamble on who's going to win this outcome. Um, but I would bet on Canute, like instead of, you know, quote unquote, a king that went to hide when the battles broke out versus someone who is visiting you, who is visiting these villages. Okay. And the king's dead now. Ethelred's dead now. Awesome. Poisoning. Perhaps. Ah. Uh. Okay, so not a poisoning, I assume, because if you're going to poison the king, ah, uh, uh-huh. Okay, so maybe it's like poison the king and then poison the son, get rid of the whole lineage. You can't do it all at once because then that would raise suspicion um, and possibly make the other side fight harder against you. I'm so interested to see where Thorfinn and Knut's stories intersect.
Look, <laughs> I'll still so salty. Is that? No. Is that Borfin's short sword? Or is that just a regular, some other short sword? Okay. Hmm. Unnatural deaths. Okay, come on, man. Unnatural deaths of his rivals. Ooh, so unnatural. <laughs> All hail King Canute, I guess, with his freaking bangs looking like almond olive. That's the end of the episode. Hmm. I don't think I have much to say about, um, besides what I already said about this episode. Like, this felt like a very sort of low stakes, like, down, um, to earth episode about Canute's rise to power and just showing us, okay, so you saw Canute before. Let's see how much he's changed. Let's catch up a little bit about who he's become today and see his rise to power. And by raising this figure to this level and then bringing down Thorfinn, who gave him that scar that is so important that you see it in the opening. And that is a reminder of their connection and of how, in Thorfinn's eyes, Canute betrayed Askeladd and got rid of the one thing that still mattered in Thorfinn's life, which was Askeladd and beating Askeladd. That... We are now seeing a man who is at the pinnacle of power, um, but still maybe a little unstable because you've risen to power, but you have to figure out a way to keep that power. And you've eliminated the rivals for being ruler of England, but you haven't necessarily eliminated all of your rivals and those that have grudges against you. Um, again, Floki, I don't trust him. <laughs> And so seeing that versus someone who has been thrown to the very bottom of this class system, who is the complete opposite of a king, who is a slave, seeing him perhaps rise above Canute or maybe having the two meet and I think the fire cake that will go off, or who knows, maybe at, by the point they meet, Thorfinn will be a whole different man and you know, what does that mean? Or maybe Canute will be threatening Thorfinn's newly established peace in some way. And how will that turn out to be? I think there's a lot of really interesting potential futures that I see for these two characters that have been set up against each other and that have um, been pitted against each other in this way. So... Yeah, just a nice breather of an episode almost to take a break from Thorfinn and just see what this other important character is up to. So I will see you guys next week for episode 6. Thank you for watching this alongside me and have a good week, guys. Bye!